One of my most favorite saints is the Groundhog Queen. Who is the Groundhog Queen, you ask? I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you about her. She is an old friend of mine. And every year on Groundhog Day, she dresses up in her funkiest outfit. I mean, fur coat and all. With her most costumous of jewelry. You know the ones I'm talking about, those pieces that are old, the old watches, multiple watches she wore, many big, huge pins with gaudy, fake gemstones in them. And then she would walk up and down Main Street, visiting every single local business. Her motive? To spread laughter and kindness, to encourage everyone she met to simply be themselves and to be a good neighbor. This has been her custom for decades, and she assures me that she's not stopping anytime soon. Now, what I've described may seem extraordinary to you, or perhaps even a little strange. I'm here to say that it is not any stranger than the woman who throws a party for that lost coin that she just found which is to say, it is a little strange. Except to know the Groundhog Queen is to love her. And to know her is to know that she lives this way, with these motives, every day. Most days she's not wearing her funky outfits or even all that jewelry. Every day. She is doing her best to love her neighbor and to live in solidarity with them, no matter their condition. Now this too may seem strange, and yet it is exactly how Jesus calls us to live, to give our lives over to the extravagant and extraordinary love of God for all of creation. The word saint appears in the Hebrew and the Greek scriptures, commonly known as the Old and New Testament. The saints are those who are holy or set apart. These are the ones who draw close to God and whose lives reveal God's work in the community. Now, perhaps these are special people like Abraham and Sarah, Moses and Miriam, the great ancestors of our faith. But there are so many, so many who unite themselves with God's redemptive, creative work. Hannah, Ruth and Naomi, Peter, Matthew, the Syrophoenician woman, the Samaritan woman. The scriptures from Genesis to Revelation describe an innumerable crowd who align themselves with the divine. Yet we must not imagine that saints are only those named and set apart by the scriptures. The Acts of the Apostles and Paul's letters tell us story after story of this ongoing community. Here are the people of God united and formed by the mercy and grace of God. Many of them are unnamed. Our only memory of them is that there was a crowd, a crowd 
of witnesses. And yet, their lives tell the ongoing story of Christ's ministry through them. Again and again, we, all of us, inherit the stories of those transformed by God's grace in their lives. And still, we must not imagine that saints are only those from ages past, as our song says. Indeed, to quote that verse we just sang, you can meet them in school, or in lanes, or at sea, in church, or in trains, or in shops, or at tea. The saints of God are alive and among us. The saints are us, y'all. When we bind ourselves to God, we become members, full members of a great cloud of witnesses, the crowd of believers who commit to God's redeeming work in the world. Now, Timo, you are to be commended of that reading of the letter of Ephesians. I almost stood up and said, Amen, preach, say it louder for those in the back. The letter to the Ephesians seeks to reconcile these divisions that exist in the ancient Christian community. These may be questions of tradition or custom or ethics. It's, our divisions are nothing new, y'all. The church has been divided for centuries. But the aim of this letter is to show that all of us are united, united in one way, in Christ's life, that our communion with Jesus leads to our communion with one another. Now that is a fine reading we had tonight from Ephesians, and it is just the beginning, a portion of that first chapter. And there's plenty there to nourish our faith. But you must excuse me as I skip over this portion and bring us right into chapter 2, which is still not very far into the letter. As the letter begins to explore the Christian life, we find these distinctions between before and after. Before faith in Christ, believers were dead to sin. But now we are alive in Christ. Before, before we served ourselves, but now we serve Christ. The point is that belief in Christ changes our lives. We are transformed And these changes are not only personal, they are communal. Our solidarity with Christ makes us part of one another. Remember Paul says in the letter to the Corinthians, we are many, many members, one body. And as each member grows in Christ, our community also experiences God's redemptive work. Our solidarity with Christ's life invites our solidarity with each other's lives. Your grief is my grief. My joy is your joy. Here is Christian community, the experience of God's ongoing redemptive work in our midst. The letter says to us, So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. 
our commitment to Christ makes all of us a part of something larger than ourselves. You see, before we were individuals bound only by our laws and our customs. But now, now we are members of the household of God, bound together by the grace of God and committed to Christ's way of life. In this community, we grieve together, we rejoice together, we share in each other's poverty, and we are witnesses of Christ's love and mercy. We are bearers of Christ's ministry to all our neighbors, no matter their condition. Tonight, in fact, in just a few moments, we will welcome and initiate into our community four new members. Hallelujah. They bring with them the stories of their ancestors, faith passed down from generation to generation to generation. And they unite their stories to ours, weaving a great tapestry, uniting us one to another, friends and strangers. And now we will no longer be the same. Now we are transformed, enhanced, enriched by an increasing measure again and again of God's extravagant love for all of creation. We are no longer strangers. We are neighbors. Neighbors in the kingdom of God, members of a great crowd of the faithful.